Shabbos, we about to begin Be'ezus Hashem, Shir number 41 on the Svarim of Zelak Pliskin, in the Book of Kindness. We're going to talk today about the Chesed, the kindness of making peace. To be a Talmud of Aharon HaKoyin, Oyev Shalom, to love peace, V'roidev Shalom, and to pursue peace. And we see that Hillel was known for this, to spread peace, to remove damage and hurt caused by quarreling and fighting and resentment and hatred and revenge and creating peace in people's lives saves everyone involved from pain and and akmas nefesh and brings menuchas nefesh and simcha to people and aharon had this method as we talked about in the past that when he saw two people arguing, he would approach each one, tell them that the other person said positive things and they regret it. And, um, and it created a positive loop where the two people would reconnect and become friendlier with each other again. And um, when one tries to speak about situations peacefully and talk to both parties to try to explain where there was a misunderstanding and to find that common ground and to work it through, it's very, very special. And if someone is going, if, if a, two parties that are arguing are going to someone to mediate for them, it's very important that that mediator, whoever it is, that's trying to make shalom between the two sides, he does not take sides. This is, we're not talking about a dying that you're going to the entire. That's a different story. If someone's going to Dintaira, or two people that are arguing are going to Rav to Paskin Ashaila, then the ra, Rav has an achrayis then to, to take sides. Obviously, once he's machriya, the psak, whatever the psak is, it'll happen one way or the other, and you paskin accordingly, because that's what a paisik is, that's what a dayan is, that's part of the mishpat of a normal thing. But if the decision is not to do that, but rather to work towards a mediator of something to just work it out, he has achrayis the opposite of a paisik. He has the achrayis not to take sides, neither side, but to see the perspective of each one and to try to find that middle ground where they both can meet. And that mediator is the most will be most matzliach if he perceives both people in a positive light and understands where they're coming from and radiates goodwill to the both of them, to everyone involved, to both of the parties, and allows both of the parties to express themselves in a peaceful setting and not and to make the and, and ev- to do everything to make the situation better and not Khalila to make the situation worse. And again, someone sometimes you need siyat deshmaya, you need skill, you need certain abilities to do that. And of course, if you sense that it's not helping and you're making matters worse, then you have to pull away. But if you have the achilas to do so, and you see that it is helping or it has the potential to help, for example, both parties are friends of yours, but they're in a disagreement, but they both respect you, and they're coming to you to mediate and to help, then it's a mitzvah to do so. And um, and that's very, very important. If you have the Echelis to do that, to resolve quarrels, to resolve Machlaikis, to help l- with an MSB, one on the other, that would help a lot. And part of this is enhancing marriages as well. And he says, Rabbi Zelik Pliskin here, this is something so important to know. He t- says here that there are five words five words 
that the mother told to the son that could cause tremendous machlaikis in the son's marriage and friction. Five powerfully destructive words. And at the same time, the mother could say five beautiful, encouraging words that will help their marriage. The five destructive words are when a mother tells this to her son or to her daughter, you could have done better. Saying those five destructive words, you could have done better, causes such marital strife and friction for many years to come. Those very five powerful destructive words could destroy the son and his marriage. The other way around, if the mother tells her son or daughter these words, what a jewel you have. That, those five words, create a beautiful marriage where they view each other like jewels, like precious diamonds. And um, a person who was told this had viewed his wife through critical lenses. Then someone he respected said to him, are you serious? And he said, of course, you're married to a very special person. Treat her like a diamond and she will reciprocate. And when he did that, she reciprocated. So it's very important in marriage because it is true. It's not, uh, you know, based on a false thing. It is true. Every soul that comes down here is a chelik and kami mal mamash. It's a telemali kim and a husband and wife has this. And they are indeed a jewel. And when they learn to respect and love each other and see their neshama, the beauty of their neshama, then you and you have and you say what a jewel you have, you are saying the emes. So it's very, very important to do that. And um and 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 that doesn't mean that you go over the top and say wild praises that don't make any sense, you know, but because that could backfire too. But to be on the positive and think and always see that what's truly positive in you, in the husband, in the wife, is a tremendous, a tremendous chesed. And we talked in many of the Shalom Bayes numeric series from Rav Zelikliskin's book on marriage, and that applies over here too. Before you say or do something, you ask yourself, what's the outcome of what I will say? What's the titzah of that? What's the result of that? And that could, by, by thinking along those lines, you can have a positive outcome when you think about the possible results. And of course, you focus on the good, on the positive deed, on the good qualities, on the good patterns that your spouse has to do your best not to cause pain, to do your best to give pleasure, to use five words, what a jewel you have, I love you, you're special, and so on and so forth, to create the positive feelings one to another, to reframe positively, Think positive ways in evaluating what your spouse says and what your spouse does. When you know you did something wrong or incorrect, you're the one to apologize first. And you take the initiative to apologize for any mistakes that you made or any misunderstandings and wrong. And again, also focusing on your own responsibilities. Don't blame your spouse for not being all he or she could be. No one's perfect. You do your inner work and focus on your own responsibilities to be loving and to be respectful and automatically the other spouse, husband or wife will perceive this and will warm up to it and will reciprocate 
by owning up to their own responsibilities and to speak with respect at all times. Even if you're upset, even if you're angry, you still learn to speak with respect, to speak with a special derecheres, one to the other. And you work on your midas as you build your marriage. It goes hand in hand. When you work on your midas, you're building your marriage. You're building your marriage by working on your midas. And also constantly say and do things to put your spouse in a positive light. So we talked till now about making peace as a mediator, to give chizik to marriages, to help other people's marriages. Another thing that could help tremendously is using the words telling people it will be all right. You reassure them everything will be okay. Don't worry. Now, there's a disclaimer to this. Sometimes when you make a general statement like that, eh, it'll be all right, don't worry, everything will be okay, it will work out. Some people view this as a cliche. Some people view such an expression as just, you know, glossing it over, not really caring, and just throwing these words at you. And sometimes that is the case. Sometimes that is the case. And in those cases, you don't say words like that. Instead, you address the worry itself. You speak to the piece of person who is worrying and you ask them, what exactly are you worried about? You hear about it. Then you give reassurance that's based on a logic and explain, let me explain to you why you don't need to worry about this so much. And you explain the logic of it. So for some people, it's not enough just to say it will be all right or don't worry. Sometimes with some anxious people, it could even be counterproductive to just say those words, ah, don't worry, ah, it'll be all right. But on the other hand, there are other people that you trust. If let's say you have a Rosh Hashiva uh, or a Rebbe or a real person you admire and look up to in when, let's say, you know, or imagine Ramesha Feinstein, you go to him and, and pour out your heart and you say everything you worry about and Ramesha tells you, it will be all right. Don't worry. So those words themselves have a tremendous effect, even if he doesn't explain why. You, real, you realize it's not whitewashing anything or just, you know, it, it has real significance. So for some people who say it will be all right or don't worry, it carries a lot of weight, even if they don't explain how that is so. But for other people, it's not enough to do that. And you need to lessen the distress by explaining to them why there's nothing to worry about. And, and, and not just to say, trust, you know, trust all that will be good. Like, for example, even in the, with the great uh, vart of the Tzamech Tzedek, where he says, tracht gut, sein gut. You think good, it'll be good. Beautiful advice, great advice. We didn't talk about this enough, and B'nai Hashem, we will. Think good and it will be good. And it's a tremendous thing to say. It's a tremendous thing to believe. And it, for many people, this is the thing that they need to hear. And it works wonders. But other people, if you just say that, you tell them, think good, it'll be good. For other people, that will not work or it'll even be counterproductive. Well, what do you mean, just think good, it will be good? That alone may not work. You have to explain to them why that is the case and talk to them about it and listen to them about their worries. And they're worried about all these scenarios that may come be, come come wrong. You need sometimes to go into those scenarios and say, okay, let's go through those scenarios. It's not as you think. It doesn't necessarily have to work out that way. 
And one advice with worrying in general is, is you think about what could be the worst case scenario and see what it, and accept it as if it's present and automatically you become calmer. Sometimes it's with visualizing happier endings with the things you're worrying about and realizing that a lot of the worry is in your imagination. And you could explain to people of how a lot of things that you worry about never come to fruition, never exactly happen. Sometimes you need to speak to a person several hours about this. And that's a tremendous chesed. And, and, and you could help people out of their worries and they don't need to worry as much. And that is really a tremendous chesed. So sometimes it's enough to say general statements and that works. Sometimes that's not enough and you have to really listen and go through the scenarios and explain why what you what the person's worrying about is 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 not what they're thinking and they're overreacting but you explain to them why how and what and when and that really reduces it or explain sometimes when you were worried about things and how it worked out so all these are tremendous chasadim Say the uh, number one point of making shalom between people. Say number two point, enhancing marriages. Say number three point, where you reassure people, telling them it will be all right, telling them not to worry. And sometimes when that is not enough, it's not enough to tell them don't worry or trust that all will be good or think good and it will be good. Then you need for those people who need more reinsurance to actually go into the nitty gritty and go through the scenarios with them to calm their fears is a tremendous mitzvah, tremendous chus, and it takes away an emotional burden off them. And that's one of the greatest chasadim you could possibly do. Have a wonderful Shabbos.